Hey, Curtis. Hey, Oz. I hear you got a movie for us this week. I do have a movie this week. This week, we're watching The Foot Fist Way <laughs> plus Kung Fury with a whole lot of Interstellar and just a pinch of a chorus line. <laughs> this week, we're watching Land of the Lost. whole lot of interstellar <laughs> i could i could see where this movie rubbed off on it yeah it's like you had you had it's like there was that wave of movies there in like the late 90s early 2000s where there were like there were like two volcano movies out at the same time yep. and two shark movies out at the same time mm-hmm. i could see where land of the lost and interstellar would have been like oh, oh yeah. this, we went there's... to the wrong movie i meant to go to this one <laughs> It took me an hour and a half to realize that, oh, that's Will Ferrell, not Matthew McConaughey. This isn't Interstellar. So. <laughs> Welcome. What, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk About Flicks, the weekly podcast where we take a monthly theme and satisfy it with a topic. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Oz. I'm the other host, Curtis. And before we get going, we do want to give a shout out to Patreon subscribers, Don S., Aaron A. and Mandy K., thank you for your monthly patronage. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe. It helps with the algorithms. <laughs> Al- algorithms. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we are here week three of bad movies based on TV shows. Yes, we are. Um, and this is a bad movie based uh-huh. on a TV yep, show. It's, it's, so, it fits the quota. So success in your pick for this uh-huh. week's movie. Thank you, uh, thank you. <laughs> Land of the Lost. Um, yeah, it's a movie. Um, it, it, it is a movie. It has its moments. Yeah. Uh, it does have some fun moments, it, it, but it, overall, it, it, yeah. overall, bad movie. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> this was the first of three movies I watched yesterday. I got up and watched this early because the kids and I um, wanted to watch uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, great movie. Before we went and watched Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. So we had a, a double a double treat of Spider-Verses yesterday, but not before I started with Land of the Lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good palate cleanser well, before, you, I before you dive keep... into and across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to keep with my theme of interdimensional movies. So. There you go. And uh, this was <laughs> the, the one I started the with. The Land of the Lost-iverse. <laughs> right. Uh, this is the one I started with. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm gonna. I'm, there's a very short cast of characters. Yeah, not a whole lot of people in this movie. I so, think I'm yeah. just. I'm gonna go ahead and name the entire cast. There, why not? Uh, go for it. We have Will Ferrell as Doctor Rick Marshall. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, do who, we. Who, who who is he? Is a character from the TV show Land of the Lost. This is they. They did a pretty good job of keeping the cast names yeah. accurate. Uh, Anna Friel. Um, an actress who I always thought was like uh, Kate Beckinsale or Michelle Moynihan or like sure. looking at the cover art. It's just that pose she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not her at all. It's Anna Friel. Uh, she's playing Holly <laughs> Cantrell. Again, like this movie could be confused with Interstellar. She could have been confused with one of mm-hmm. the others. So, uh, And Danny McBride rounds out our trio of main actors mm-hmm. uh, playing Will Stanton. Uh, basically, he's playing Danny McBride. He's playing Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah, is what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's Danny McBride as Danny McBride. Uh-huh. Um, Lonely Island's own Jorma Tacone. Uh-huh. I feel so because I like Jorma. I yeah, do. He's fun. 
but he, not in this one. He's playing Chaka, um, which <laughs> Chaka, Chaka. Yeah, not a lot of dialogue out of no. Jorma, except what he's singing. <laughs> except what he's singing. Uh, John Boylan plays a character named Enoch, which I know you'll get to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Leonard Nimoy plays the Enoch counterpart Zarn, which I yep. know you'll get to. Uh, we have Matt Lauer playing Matt Lauer, <laughs> and uh, Ben Best rounds up as Ernie. So yeah. th- honestly, that's like everybody in the movie. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You got some slee stacks. You got a T Rex, but yep. uh, yeah, that's really it. Very right. short cast for this yeah, it's, movie. It's a short one. Well, it, and must have been well paid because the budget for this movie was one hundred million dollars. <laughs> it took a lot of money to 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 make the get the right concoction for fake dinosaur urine. I guess so. Yeah. So uh, twenty million dollars on fake dinosaur urine. Yeah, well, I wouldn't surprise me because box office bomb. This movie did not do well. Coming yeah. off a string of Will Ferrell uh, kind of mid to late aughts movies, yeah, was yeah. it uh, Blades of? Was it yeah. Blades of? of, of Blades I almost of, said Blades of Steel, Blades of Glory. <laughs> yeah. Blades of Steel is a sweet game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Anchorman was in there. Talladega yeah. Nights, uh, Step Brothers, I think, was right before this. Semi Pro. Yeah, semi pro, and then Land of the Lost. Yeah, Land this movie. Lost. This movie only made back about sixty nine percent of its budget. Yikes. Which, to be honest, like, prior to this movie, did, I mean, I don't know. I don't know of a lot of Land of the Lost fans. Like, I yeah. feel like this came out in that era where we're going to make a movie based on an old TV show. Mm-hmm. Because Star Trek is successful. And it's like, okay, <laughs> this Lost in Space was another one that it's like... It worked yeah. for Starsky and Hutch. It's right. got to work for Land of the yeah, Lost. It's like it worked for Starsky and Hutch because that movie was funny. Like yeah. That movie wasn't trying to be Starsky and Hutch. It was like, look, we got to be some, somewhat original. Let's get Snoop in here. Let's yeah. get the chemistry between Stiller and Wilson. This will work. And it did. It was fun. Um, Land of the Lost, no. Nope. I don't think anybody was clamoring for when, when do we get a land of the lost movie? (laughs) Well, this was again, just kind of referencing those movies. This is kind of when like the whole pitch, the Hollywood pitch was imagine Will Ferrell as a seventies anchor man. Imagine Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver. Imagine Will Ferrell as a figure skater. Yeah. (laughs) Let's imagine Will Ferrell as a scientist with Danny McBride as Danny McBride. Like (laughs) sold. Yeah. yeah, quantum paleontologist is what uh-huh. Doctor Quantum Quantum Qu- Paleontology. Quantum Paleontologist, the old QP. <laughs> What'd you get? It? What's your doctorate at QP? Yeah. Quantum Paleontology, which means there must be some university that offers a doctorate in quantum paleontology. Yeah. Probably an online for profit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was DeVry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, TV VCR repair, computer yeah. programming, quantum paleontology. Quantum paleontology. <laughs> <laughs> TV VCR repair. <laughs> uh, all right, you go ahead and take this plot. Yep, let me get to the plot of 2009's Land of the Lost. We open on a panicked man in a spacesuit. My coordinates say I should be in White Sands, New Mexico. Uh, and then a Tyrannosaurus Rex eats him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It because was. I mean, it was a fun opening. It like, was. It's kind of a cold open. They jump yeah. right into it. So, yeah. 
yeah, this very panicked man in space in a spacesuit, and then gets eaten by a T Rex because mm-hmm. sure, sure, why not? Yeah, because we then... spacemen and dinosaurs don't mix. Yeah, Interstellar. Yeah, because then we, then we cut to the Today Show with Matt Lauer. Boy, this part of this movie did not age well. Uh, no, featuring Matt Lauer. Yeah. Uh, and Will Ferrell as Dr. Rick Marshall talking about quantum paleontology. Uh, Ra- Marshall says, I'm going to solve the energy crisis, and it comes down to two words, time warps. Yep. This is a slow, <laughs> slow news day on the Today Show. Yeah, very, very <laughs> slow news day. Uh, Lauer is very annoyed with Marshall the entire time. It just, it's just very, uh, very combative. Marshall goes to light a pipe while he's on stage. Uh, and Marshall says, I need, I'm looking for funding so I can explore parallel dimensions, which kind of leads into the real yeah. plot here. Lauer insults Marshall. Marshall storms off, and then Matt Lauer eventually sprays him with a fire extinguisher. That's fine. Sure. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. We cut to Marshall then giving a presentation, uh, I'm guessing maybe a little bit of time later, about harnessing tachyons, and uh, to, uh, which would then allow... Uh, him to warp time and space. Turns out he's presenting to a group of like middle schoolers. Yeah, it's it's three years later. Is it three years later? Yeah, we even got I, like the title card on the. Oh, screen. I, I didn't even bother taking that down. <laughs> three years later, uh, he's designed the tachyon amplifier, mm-hmm. uh, which allows him to travel sideways in time where past, present, and future meet. Okay. Wow, deep sci-fi here. It's. It's pure coincidence that our last two movies have required some sort of prototypical dimension traveling. Uh huh. <laughs> it's waiting for Gwildor to show up, and <laughs> that's not how you do it. <laughs> uh, I am going to reference something later on. There's another little bit at the end of both this and Masters of the Universe last week's movie. For those that missed it, uh, there's two characters that that end their respective movies on a very very similar note. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very similar. Very similar. Uh, yeah, so again, the lights come out. He's presenting to a group of middle schoolers who then insult and ridicule him. He, he kicks the kids out, and, and then uh, Holly Cantrell walks in. She studied his work at Cambridge. Uh, at Cambridge. Uh, she presents a fossil that's millions of years old with an imprint of a modern-day lighter on it. So... Yeah. Well, and it had to have been Cambridge because she's British. Yeah, she's British, so she went to Cambridge. Uh, she's wearing a MacGuffin crystal around her neck as well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's what, what Dr. Rick Marshall even calls it. Is that a MacGuffin crystal? <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is. It is. <laughs> I got it at the Crystal Torium. Uh, and he then, he then, he then uh, gives a Will, a Will Ferrell non-sequitur Captain Kirk's nipples. Oh, I know. As oh, his lighter... It- fits in the it, in the it, fossil it annoyed me actually like yes. it 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 was it was fun in anchorman yes and i feel like this is what we have to do with wolf Ferrell now we you know like funny like, non sequitur like schwarzenegger comes into the police station at terminator and tells them i'll be back uh-huh. um this is what schwarzenegger does now and so yeah this is yeah, that it, it's just, yeah. it was. And it, it, was it doesn't work when Adam McKay isn't there to feed him funnier lines. Right, right, uh-huh. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no Adam McKay in this castle. So. No, no, no. He's nowhere to be found. And I don't uh, think you'll ever find them together again. They're... Probably not. Apparently, they had a really ugly falling out. They did. It was because McKay was doing that, uh, that Lakers TV show. 
-hmm. and Will Ferrell wanted to play Jim Buss, and Adam McKay cast John C. Riley instead. And and uh, Farrell was like, "We're done. I'm done with you." And I'm like, "Well, I don't. I think that was probably fair, like of McKay, yeah. because I like you just find Will Ferrell. I don't think you have the dramatic chops. Like, well, and, and then he cast John C. Riley, another right. actor from yes. kind of that that same yes. stable, which probably had to sting a little bit. As oh, well. I bet it does. But again, Riley has those." He has the rage. Riley's a better actor. Will Ferrell's great. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Will Ferrell, but John C. Riley is a better actor. Yes, very, very much so. Like, it's just, uh, and so they they fell out. I think Adam McKay got a little too big for his britches, too, though. Well, he started doing more serious stuff. Yeah, he went very serious stuff, which was fine. Like, I I saw Don't Look Up. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's like he moved on to a new group of friends, and Will Ferrell's like, "But what about me?" <laughs> They're like high school pals. Yeah. And, what about yeah. me? One goes off to college, one doesn't. Yeah. One becomes a quantum paleontologist, and one doesn't. <laughs> one is denying the Human Torch a bank loan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the next day, Holly wakes up. Uh, wakes up a passed out Marshall in his science office, and he's finished the tachyon amplifier, Oz, uh, and it. It plays. I hope I get it from a chorus line. Yeah. Because but not not before we get another Will Ferrell thing where he name drops several just very common middle lower to middle class restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the Will Ferrell thing of you know, like in Talladega Nights, where it's like, let's go to Applebee's. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, what was it? Um, and Step Brothers, where he's like, a good weekend at the Home Depot. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I've heard of those places too. This is funny. I've been to Home Depot. <laughs> I I get that. Oh my god, all those restaurants you oh. been to, I've had. I went to Arby's. I've, I've eaten good in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> hey mom, hey mom. Right. I'm Will, I'm basically Will Ferrell now. Yeah. Look at we're the same. We're the same. <laughs> I know. I I've been through a buffet at Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> So they decide to field test the tachyon amplifier, Oz, by going to New Mexico. Uh, cut to New Mexico. They pull yeah. to a roadside tourist trap run by uh, Danny McBride's Will Stanton. Yeah, Devil's Canyon Mystery Cave. Yep. And wow, Oz, the tachyon readings are off the charts. Oh, lots my gosh. Of, lots of quantum paleontology going on here. I don't know. Was there ever a chart of tachyons anyway and then now this one's off the chart like th- i have a feeling this is the first time that tachyon amplifier has picked up a tachyon <laughs> it's not on or off the charts it's just charted right <laughs> <laughs> this one's off the charts so you have referenced other charts mm-hmm. that you've made so okay uh danny mcbride's character will stanton gets away with a lot of not pg-13 he really does yeah yeah uh, they go into, <laughs> he makes a couple of them, uh, as they go into this, this like, tourist trap water cave on a raft. And the tachyon meter starts going crazy. Ooh, it hi. falls into the water and they fall into a wormhole. They wake up in the sand under a hot sun surrounded by artifacts that are all, that are present from all time past, present, and future. And under three moons in the sky. Uh, Will Ferrell looks around and says, do you know what this means? Matt Lauer can suck it. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you 
He set us up and went another direction. That's uh-huh. comedy. Yep. This whole movie is just just shots at Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. Which, and not the, not the right fair, kind of shots. No, yeah. but, but to be fair, he, he deserves, deserves them. Yeah. He, he does deserve it, Matt Lauer. Uh, they scare off two primates. They're about to kill a third, uh, or who are about to kill a third. So two primates are attacking another one. And they run it off, and the surviving primate is Chaka, as mm-hmm. you said, Jorma Tacconi's Chaka, who then proceeds to feel up Holly. Yeah, yeah, as also does Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah they all... I don't think Wolf Ferrell... Did Wolf Ferrell get a cup? I don't recall. I don't think he did. But yeah, Chaka, it was... Because she did, she's, you know, doing the whole me, Tarzan, you, Jane kind of thing. Yeah. But she's touching her breasts, which then Chaka has to touch her breasts. Yes, Chaka then takes that as permission to right, touch, which, her, to you touch know, her chest. As a, you know, he's not aware of the customs. Like, okay, that's how it works. And then uh, Danny McBride gets an opportunity because it probably wasn't even scripted. He probably just did it. <laughs> I'm Danny McBride. Right. I'm, I'm foot fist way. Right. Marshall introduces himself to Chaka as Dr. Rick Marshall, which I did find a little funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they then, they then all four of them fall, fall through a fissure and end up in a, in a cave in front of a big green screen. Good thing that was there. A lot of, <laughs> lot of green screen in this movie. Yeah. Well, it being interdimensional, it gave the green screen a reason to be there Yeah, <laughs> because it came from another dimension. Uh, Marshall then sees the remains of the first scientist and the T-Rex shows up, Oz. Mm-hmm. So uh, Marshall, of course, insults the T-Rex and then also insults the Polish community. Yeah. Again, you know, with the whole brain's uh-huh. the size of a walnut. Yeah. They're, they're idiots. I thought the <laughs> Polish were idiots, but it's yeah. not. It's the T-Rex. Like. Yeah. <laughs> they end up they end up hiding in a, in a cave from a T-Rex. The T-Rex is too big to get through. Uh, I did find it funny. The T-Rex lobbed a giant yeah. walnut <laughs> right. at the cave. <laughs> Just so you know how big a walnut really is here. Yep. I, I love how the T-Rex is sentient enough to, yeah. to recognize when it's being ridiculed. Right. It can't speak English, but he understands it. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. Uh, later, Marshall tells the camera that they're going to eat Chaka if it comes to it. And how Bobby Flay would serve Chaka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Marshall is in contact telepathically by an alien asking for help. Marshall then, then, of course, being the quantum paleontologist, runs off to help. Uh, they run into a big crystal, like some ruins with a big crystal in the middle, and they can hear the tachyons buzzing, Oz. Yeah, because when they were transported from Earth like to this dimension or whatever, they lost the tachyon amplifier. Yes, so that's if, really what they're seeking out is the tachyon yeah. amplifier. They're trying to find it. Tachyon amplifier. Uh, Stanton then tells Holly that she should do something with a big crystal because the big crystal vibrates a lot. Again, he really gets away with a lot of yeah. this movie. I'm surprised some of these things made it through PG-13 sensors. Agreed. Chaka panics. They interpret his statement as he's, as chorizo tacos. Which, I don't know why I did find that. <laughs> I did, funny. too. I did, I did, too. <laughs> Are you saying chorizo tacos? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> there were a couple uh, different... Cause, because it's like... We've talked about it in different movies before. Movies like this where they just keep slinging jokes. Mm-hmm. And most of them aren't funny. Yeah, just but because, every, every once in a while... But, but every once in a while, something's yeah. going to come through. You're like, okay, that was kind of funny. Uh, chorizo know? tacos is kind of yeah. funny. Uh, the slee stacks that come out as uh, pretty cool slee stack design. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. They come out and surround them. 
Uh, they used science to direct lights into the statue's eyes, opening up the crystals, which they escape into. So they literally enter the, the crystal, which is also a portal. It's a good thing Dr. Rick Marshall knew exactly what to do. Yes. Yeah, that was there was a lot of, of, of uh, quantum paleontology. Yeah, no hesitation. He just no. grabbed and... Mm-hmm. redirected light yeah and it worked <laughs> uh so they're now inside another parallel dimension as and they meet enoch the being who contacted marshall telepathically enoch says he's heard of marshall he saw the interview with matt lauer he must have a great uh like satellite feed mm-hmm. there uh and says the fate of the universe depends on marshall uh, enoch says the zarn is using the crystals to conquer the universe and the zarn is coming for earth Enoch needs the tachyon amplifier, uh, but he must remain there to protect the crystals. Stanton uh, says, never trust a dude in a tunic. That's right. Enoch it's one of the rules he lives by. Yeah, I live by that rule. In the middle of nowhere, New Mexico, <laughs> right. never trust a dude in a tunic. Right. So they got to find the tachyon amplifier, Oz. Uh, he's collect- Marshall has collected some hadrosaur urine. To mask their scent, he then dumps it on himself in a very, very elongated sequence yeah. of him dumping and ingesting dinosaur pee. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We get it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 next, okay. Uh, they come across an ice cream truck driver that's fallen from the sky. Apparently there's a spot, uh, kind of like Thor, Thor Ragnarok yeah. is another yeah. movie that, that could have been worked in here with like the wormholes yep. and things being sucked in and deposited and time kind of being being a, a loose construct um they are then attacked by both a t-rex and an allosaurus oz uh marshall yells them to run in a serpentine direction which doesn't work too well nope. for him no because they're pretty smart dinos they are uh they then use a catapult to to toss a canister of liquid nitrogen into the allosaurus's mouth the allosaurus that explodes from the pressure uh and it turns out that the Allosaurus had eaten the Tachyon amplifier. Oh, how coincidental. Good, so good thing that it was that dinosaur that <laughs> right. they got to explode. And it's a good thing the Tachyon amplifier did not explode with it. Yeah, wow. It's It, it blew up that dinosaur, but not the, the Tachyon amplifier held together by rubber bands and, <laughs> and rubber hoses. Uh, of course, a pterodactyl that swoops down and grabs the tachyon amplifier oh, because no- nothing can nothing can be easy for for our group of heroes. Drats. <laughs> uh, let's see. That night, Stanton tells Chaka that he's on a six-year dry spell, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, Holly, of course, can understand Chaka completely. Yeah. Uh, who and and uh, Chaka is indicating via via Holly that in his culture the women serve the men and he has a female harem, which uh, gets Stanton's attention. Right. Uh, a couple large mosquitoes bite Marshall and drink. I, what I'm estimating is uh, is probably a dozen gallons yeah. of blood. <laughs> Almost all of his blood. Yeah, <laughs> drink all it of was, his. It blood. was kind of a fun scene. Like it just was, yeah. Watch just watching him pale as they keep cutting back and forth, and then and then he starts yawning because he's so tired because he lean, has no lean, blood left. Yeah, leans forward, and then you've got this like just gigantic <laughs> bug. Yeah, because yeah, because there was first one on his neck yeah. who who drank a lot, and and then he kind of slumps forward, and there's the one on his back that is is filled with it's just full, full, full with a couple of gallons of red Kool Aid. Uh, they determined that the tachyon amplifier is in the volcano. That's where the pterodactyl went. They climb it up, and the amplifier is there, Oz, but it's surrounded by eggs. Uh, how 
how would a pterodactyl lay eggs on each of these? Which one comes up from the ground? Stalactite or stalagmite? Uh, I think stalagmite okay. come up from the ground. But it's like, how, like, that is some very comfortable placement of eggs. Like, uh-huh. good for you, pterodactyl. Pterodactyls were known for their egg egg aim. Mm-hmm. That was something that's again science. You know, it's it's a quantum physics, quantum yeah. uh, paleontology thing. They're in the same class as the end bosses in Super Mario Brothers Two. <laughs> Super Mario Two underrated game. Super Very Mario underrated. Two, Super Mario Two. I know got a lot of got a lot of hate because it was so different from the first Mario Brothers, and the third one gets a lot of love. But I, I really, I always like Mario Two because you could I pick like, your yeah. you could pick your characters mm-hmm. and, and they all they, and they all had different abilities. Yeah, like Toad could was the strongest. Like he could pull things up from the ground the fastest. Yeah, and Princess could fly. Luigi could jump the highest, and Mario was obviously the most boring of the four yeah he was a little bit of everything yeah i always i i usually played as luigi in mario i did too there were some levels though you had to play with princess yeah because you had to fly uh let's see that so they they get up in there the amplifier surrounded by eggs marshall dances his way to the amplifier as uh was it more music from a chorus line plays yeah uh they begin to at to to hatch um but they get the amplifier and all is well. Uh, back they, they, then they, he had to sing it because when he stopped, the, when he picked right, up the yeah. amplifier, the music stopped. Uh huh. And then Ch- Chaka starts singing in English as well. Oh yeah, right. Well, and kind of a fun little thing because you figure up until the meeting them, that's the only English Chaka ever heard was. But apparently, uh, he's familiar with the chorus line. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, jo- it's Jorma. He has a musical background. Yes. We then get a, a requisite drug sequences all along the Watchtower plays. Chocket gives Stanton and Marshall some kind of narcotic drink. Uh, fun little scene. A gigantic it, crab walks up to the others. Yeah, it was a fun scene. <laughs> and then falls through the surface in the boiling water, and then they eat the, gi- the gigantic <laughs> right. crab. Uh, Stanton says he doesn't want to go home. Uh, and there's an extended scene of, of Stanton daring Marshall and Chaka to kiss each other, which yeah, it's, yeah. Was, both, was, was both disgusting and a little amusing at the same it, time. It was. Like, I feel like this kind of non-plot-driven, loose, yeah. like, improv is really where, like, like Farrell and, and McBride shine. Yeah. And, and I thought this scene was probably... The most, oh, how do I want to put it? The, the most in up their alley sure. uh, of just riffing and going, and it just, it was fun. Yeah, because it didn't have anything to do with the plot exactly, and, the dumb, yeah. and the dumb script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I, you know, if it stays right here, I'll do it. I'll kiss him for free. <laughs> <laughs> so while that's going on, Holly fires up the Tacan amplifier, which makes a big crystal appear, and she goes into it. Uh, she runs across a recording of the Zarn, the supposed bad guy, saying that Enoch has escaped custody. Uh, and he and the Zarn is then shot on camera by Enoch. So, twist-a-roo here, Oz. Oh, no! Enoch is the bad guy. And the Zarn was actually a good guy who Enoch slew. So, she gets captured. She goes to warn the others, but of course is captured. Uh, our other three, Chaka, Stanton, and Marshall, wake up all spooning each other. Uh, they enter the crystal and, and watch two slee stacks make love and shed their skin. <laughs> and it's funny because it, it wasn't the first time in the movie where um, 
like Danny McBride was like, I think they're going to do something, you know, <laughs> yeah. like he, he called what's going to happen. And of course, uh, Will Ferrell's like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. And then of course it would happen. And, then, McBride, happens, and yeah. then he's like, I think you're right. So yeah, I think they're going to get it on. I don't think they are. So Stanton and, and Marshall then put on the shed slee stack skin to, <laughs> to sneak, to sneak in. They, they find Holly in a cage surrounded by slee stacks. They eventually free her. Holly kisses Marshall. And she said she's always wanted to do this because apparently Rick Marshall is attractive. Uh, well. And desirable? Doctors are. Doc, doctor, so yeah, Dr. Rick Marshall. Enoch then appears with brainwashed Sleestacks because the Sleestacks, again, were anti-Enoch, but he's mm-hmm. brainwashed them. Right. The T-Rex walks up, so everything's coming together here, guys. Uh, Stanton says he's with Marshall... Anytime except for now. You got yeah. this one, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the T-Rex and Marshall go to fight. Marshall drops his lighter and the T-Rex steps on it. Therefore, the imprinted fossil yeah. from before. Uh, Marshall does a fun little battle roll over to like like a, like a spear <laughs> right. that he had dropped. Uh, and then pole vaults directly into the T-Rex's mouth. Like literally. Yeah. Into the T-Rex. Which, yeah, because that's been a running joke the whole time is Dr. Rick Marshall had a po- like a, one of those motivational posters yeah. with, the, with the black border. And you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and if, you know, like success, if something, blah, 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 if you don't make it, it's your own darn vault. Yeah. And, and so uh, he vaults while trying to inspire himself yeah. directly into the dinosaur's right mouth. Right into the dino's mouth. <laughs> so Marshall is supposedly dead. Uh, Holly then hurls, then insults the T-Rex and says Marshall was her future as the T-Rex walks off. Uh, we then get the big climactic scene here, Oz, as Enoch summons a big crystal surrounded by slee stacks. Holly, Stanton, and Chaka charge in but are quickly captured. Marshall then arrives. He's not dead, Oz. He nope. arrives, arrives riding the T-Rex, and together they take out the slee stacks. Uh, Stanton says, you know what the coolest thing would be right now is if he slid down the T-Rex's tail, Fred Flintstone style, which, which, which he, he does, then, he then does. <laughs> Marshall says the T-Rex pooped him out, uh, and they, they're now best friends because he speculates that he dislodged a blockage. Yeah, that, that's that why he was so T-Rex. grumpy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's why he was upset, which I, I mean, I guess he can't blame the guy. No. Marshall then fist bumps the the tiny T-Rex arm and and the the heroes all jump into the crystal. Uh, They confront Enoch in the crystal. They fight Marshall. Uh, A portal opens and (laughs) they're like, uh, Marshall and Enoch start insulting each other. Uh, Marshall goes, I wrestled at Purdue. And of course, (laughs) Enoch knows Marshall. goes, JV. (laughs) (laughs) That that I think was my favorite line of the whole movie. I wrestle at Purdue. Yeah, JV. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Stanton's in the background doing like like, like a a nine-year-old on the playground. Fight, 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 fight. Stanton misses a top rope elbow drop, causing a crystal to break. So everything's in flux, Oz. The, one of the crystals is broken. The universe is about to collapse. The multiverse is about to collapse. Oh, no. And Marshall grabs Holly's MacGuffin crystal necklace uh, and sticks it in uh, in the, 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 the place where the broken crystal was to keep the portal open. So uh, Holly and, and Marshall escape back to Earth. Stanton decides to stay with Chaka. And Chaka's people. Uh, Chaka and Stanton go back to the community. 
or, or, or yeah, Chaka and Stanton go back to Chaka's community and they're greeted by several topless women mm-hmm. with hair in, in, in <laughs> very specific places. Thankfully, because at yeah. this point when I was watching, both my kids were up. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, Danny McBride and topless women, this is not going to go well. Yeah. We then get the epilogue closing scene here, Oz, as Marshall is back on the Today Show with Matt Lauer. Uh, Matt Lauer is clearly not having it, clearly was told to do this. Marshall is credited as a famed time traveler and as plugging his new book, his new tome called Matt Lauer Can Suck It. And that, <laughs> folks, <laughs> is 2009's comedy romp, Land of the Lost. Yeah. At this point in the show, Oz and I each give our own unique rating to the film we've been yapping about, in this case, Land of the Lost. Oz, how would you rate this flick? Uh, I'm going to give it four tachyons. Four tachyons? Mm-hmm. And because we never saw a tachyon, I have no, no. idea what kind of image I'm going to have to find for it. <laughs> I know they talked about tachyons a lot in uh, Watchmen, so maybe maybe Dr. Manhattan. Oh, there we go. Oh, tachyon particles actually popped right up on Google. Uh, my rating, I'm going to go with 26 gallons of hadrosaur urine. Because I'm enough. pretty sure that's how much uh, hadrosaur urine that Marshall harvested from yeah. the hadrosaurs. Next up, folks, we've got Outside Insights. Oz and I have been scouring the interwebs, looking for unprofessional reviews that tickle our funny bones, and we hope they tickle yours as well. Oz, what is your Outside Insight? Oh, my outside insight is from Letterbox from Aguguy. <laughs> Aguguy. Left May 30th of this year. Five-star review. A cinematic masterpiece that shouldn't be watched with those who have IQs lower than 180. <laughs> the comedy in this movie is unmatched and will continue to be funny no matter how many rewatches have been made. In order to conduct this review, I decided to watch the movie for the seventh time. And boy, was it a ride. Wow. Will Ferrell as the main character was an amazing choice for the role. Seemingly unfit for the role as a scientist made it incredibly funny. (laughs) The casting for this movie in general is something close to Jesus Christ himself. An amazing... (laughs) I didn't know he was a casting agent. Yeah, yeah. An amazing movie. Five stars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> By Jesus Christ himself. Yep. <laughs> he came down from heaven and bestowed his Holy Spirit on this movie. What do you well, got? Uh, well, Oz, I actually, I'm going to bring three to the table. Ooh. A couple are a little shorter. I'm going to start with those. Uh, I, yeah, I couldn't narrow these down. The first one is just a couple sentences. Uh, this one is from M. Kaserin from March 2021, all from the Internet Movie Database. This okay. is a t- 10 out of 10 review. Super funny, and I can't believe it came out over ten years ago. I love this movie, and I always will. Just a fun, cozy Will Ferrell type movie. Let's let's give Will his roses while he's still here. (laughs) Okay. So apparently, this person believes that Will Ferrell will die any moment. And when he dies, that's when we will start appreciating Will Ferrell. Yes, yes. You can't you can't appreciate him while he's alive. No, no, doesn't work that way. No. (laughs) <laughs> my next comes from pumpkin man uh, <laughs> from june 2009 so this person saw it in the theaters and ran home land of the lost is the first movie i've seen three times in the theater i loved it that much i can't believe so many people hate it this movie is a billion times better than the godfather 
Oh. In my in my opinion, this is an awesome, incredible, fantastic, cool, hilarious, Oscar worthy movie. I highly recommend Land of the Lost. Wow. <laughs> have you have, have there been have has there been any movies you've seen three times in the theater? Uh, yeah, in my younger days, um, I, I remember, I recall seeing Crouching Tiger several times in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sure I saw the Star Wars and Lord of the Rings movies multiple times. Yeah. Late yeah. teens, early twenties. I was, I was a frequent theater goer. So two, two for me. I mm. remember when <clears throat> the original Scream came out, I saw that three nights in a row in the theater. <laughs> Uh, and then, um, Napoleon Dynamite, I saw three days, three times in the theater. <laughs> Each time, I, I think you and I went once, uh-huh. and then I took Becca, and mm-hmm. then I took Brad. Okay. Um, cause it was like, I gotta see this again. So you, yeah. it was more like, I have to take someone, like, you have to see this movie. Yes. How, how did Becca respond to it, out of curiosity? I remember she being pretty mild, like, this is stupid. Yeah. Um. Which, in all fairness, if it is, it is stupid. Yeah. Uh, Brad loved it. Like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. Yeah, it's just right up our alley of like, I can't believe something like this exists. So, <laughs> I wish you would have bet I could throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, I, I almost made an employee dynamite reference earlier when we were talking with, well, like, um, when Will Stanton's, you know, never trust a guy in a tunic. I all I could think of was, uh, like the the. <clears throat> like the seven pillars of like fighting in that dojo, but there were really eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but like, I, I think Danny McBride could have been a fit for Diedrich Bader's character. And, sure. But I think Diedrich sure. Bader nailed it. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think McBride would have been a little too much for the Napoleon Dynamite universe. Yes. So uh, what's the, your, the, what's your third? Yeah. The last out, outside insight uh, comes from, uh, also, an 8 out of 10, uh, Michael Larmer from December 2019. What some reviewers on here don't understand is that this was deliberately made in a 50 style with cheesy characters and dubious special effects to mock that style. And they gave it a low rating because they don't understand this because they are thick. It is actually a very good sci-fi comedy. Will Ferrell does his usual hamming it up in the lead role very well. Anna Friel is excellent as his gullible and innocent fan scientist. Danny McBride is great as the stupid trailer trash guy who, despite being a bit rough, has good intentions, and Jorma Taccone does a good chaka under all the hair. Direction is excellent. They keep it to the same 1950s formula almost throughout. Lighten up, reviewers. This is one of the best sci-fi comedies going. Oof. That's a, per- land, of the, that's a land of the Lost fan. Land. Yeah, that's, that's a stand. That's a Land yeah, of the Lost stand right. right there. I was here before anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's like seeing the indie band before they exactly. break through. I saw the Strokes before they made yeah, it big. Yeah. Oh yeah, now you've heard of Blink One Eighty Two. I knew when they were Blink One Eighty One. I remember when they were the small thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, it's that point in the show you've all been waiting for. Our signature segment, the three, two, one, folks. Oz and I have brought three goods, two bads, and one huh to the table regarding land of the lost oz what are your three goods <laughs> my three goods uh have nothing to do with the plot of this movie uh, my first one is early on when uh when marshall finishes teaching those middle school kids and mm-hmm. holly comes in and he 
and he starts eating that donut stuffed with M&M's. And then he just does that Wolf Ferrell thing where he just explains what he's doing. She's yeah. like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm eating a donut stuffed with M&M's. This way, when you're done eating the donut, you don't have to eat M&M's. And I don't know. <laughs> I just, just the, like, that that felt like very Adam McKay. Like, yeah. it yes. wasn't, but just so, like, simple and depressing, mm. but still, like, that's kind of funny. I'm, I'm just saying what I'm doing. Yeah, because it's it's almost like, he's like, well, normally I eat donuts and then M&M's, but this way I don't have, like, I'm saving time. <laughs> it's called efficiency, Holly. Right. My second good is <laughs> when they, <laughs> I actually laughed out loud, when they found that that um that vibrating crystal and then uh-huh. will sit and puts his hands on it and starts singing believe by share yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because one it's just again kind of out of nowhere and was just it was just funny mm-hmm. uh but two i remember how much we hated playing that song at yeah. when uh-huh. when we were forced to play top 40 and we would just play that song like mm-hmm. every week and <laughs> Um, and so that it just again it kind of came out of nowhere yeah. and it, it was just funny to me. And my third is the uh, the like the drug induced scene between sure. Chaka, Will, and and Marshall. It just Holly was gone. It was these really. It was Danny and Will being themselves and riffing, and it was just it was just fun. Like the things that the challenges they're coming up with and the the dares and yeah. uh, it was just eating. <laughs> eating the giant crab and it was just it was just a stupid scene but it was funny so (laughs) those are my three goods what do you got uh my my three goods i'm gonna start with one some of the subtler humor because there's a lot of not subtle humor in this movie and and again it's very hit or miss uh but some of the subtler humor uh such as like when marshall is insulting the t-rex and the t-rex just rolls its eyes (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, when they're eating the big crab, somehow, they give no explanation, but somehow they have a big lemon wedge as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I missed that. Yeah, there, there's just, there's a gigantic lemon wedge, they're like, with, with two hands, like, <laughs> squeezing on the crab. Uh, my second good is, um, again, uh, I mentioned this earlier, I teased this earlier, as they say in the business, uh, that... <laughs> in the business of video, video in, in and the, audio podcast. Yeah, in the business of, of the business. Um Last week, we did Masters of the Universe, and the Stanton character from this movie and the Lubick character played yes. by James Tolkien for Masters of the Universe ha- share very, very similar fates in that they both choose to stay in the in the alternate world and are then basically greeted as heroes and surrounded by hot babes yeah. from that universe. Lubick has, has hot babes around him. Stanton has hot babes around him. <laughs> I I would have been it would have been equally like I will say equally I thought it would have been funnier if like they get back to Chaka's tribe and it was like Chaka's version of hot babes like yeah. <laughs> you know instead of yeah. instead of like overly sexualizing all these human women like yeah. you show up and it's just a bunch of Chaka's <laughs> you know and, and then Danny just there you know Stan being like ah you know just go with it you know? ah whatever right. <laughs> you win some you lose some right. <laughs> So that's my second good, which is more of just coincidence than anything yeah. else. Uh, my last good, uh, humor me for a moment, Oz. Yeah, absolutely. The, this movie, uh, I, I when we decided on this movie as or on this theme for the month on on uh, bad movies based on TV shows, this was the first movie I thought of, and despite how 
bad this movie is, again, with some funny moments in it, this movie holds a very special place in my heart and in my wife's heart. Uh, not to get too sentimental or anything right here, but uh, my wife is a brain cancer survivor. And uh, after her second craniotomy and, and, and round of treatments, uh, she was hospitalized, you know, for several days. And one of the, the movies on demand in the hospital <laughs> was Land of the Lost. And, you know, there was at the time, you know, this was what, you know, like summer 2009, something yeah, like that, fall June. 2009. Um, so, you know, a couple months after it hit the theaters. And for whatever reason, it was the only comedy that was there. Mm. And therefore, my wife and I watched this movie at least a dozen times. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. not fluffing that number up at least a dozen times while we were <laughs> were in the hospital and as she's recovering because she just needed something fun and mindless um, to, to, you know, to help cope and help kind of distract from everything that was going on. So we, we ended up watching this movie a dozen times in the hospital. N nurses and the medical providers would come in and like roll their eyes like, oh, you're watching this again? Like, yep, we are. There, there's... <laughs> Can't get it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's Hadrosaur urine again. Oh. <laughs> so th this wife, or th this movie in its, own, in its own weird way helped support my wife in, uh, and during her recovery, helped give, gave me some levity and balance as I supported her in the situation. So... Thank you, Land of the Lost, yeah. <laughs> for for what you did for our household and for my loving wife. So, that's yes, sweet. that 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 like is that. my that is my third good right that's, there. That's it's... that's the best good we've had on any episodes. So <laughs> Thank you, Land of the Lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those are my three goods. Oz, what are your two bads? Uh, my first one is this. Really, is just an a vehicle for Will Ferrell to be Will Ferrell and Danny yeah. McBride to be Danny McBride. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and so those those are okay. Like, again, I'm fans of both actors. Like, I'm fine with their comedy style. It's fine. Um, but it's like, you know, it's... You call the movie Land of the Lost, and it's really just a Ferrell McBride joke fest yeah. with, with this razor-thin reference to the show. Like... You know, I just, I, you know, I, I never watched Land of the Lost as a television show. Obviously, it was successful enough for them to warrant making a movie from it. But it just feels like you could have plugged these two into any anything and they would have mm. just doing what they're doing. So it's like to see them actually test themselves to act would be nice once in a while. Yeah. And the second one is um, just the the cupping of Holly's boob thing. Yeah. Early on, it's like. There's literally one female in this cast, and yeah. they still have to, have to violate her, yeah, sexually handle her. It's like, yeah. come on, you know they still had to doll her up. You know, at one point she she like perfectly rips the legs off of her pants to give her short shorts, mm -hmm. and you know, and ponytails or, or pigtails or hair. It's like. You know, like, why does every female have to be sexualized? It reminds me of in um, Star the uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Uh, they're the big the big fight scene uh, with on that bug planet. Yeah, yeah, with and, the, and, with like the giant pillars. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and Natalie Portman's character gets like slashed across the stomach by something. Yeah, and and it rips that like the bottom half of her shirt off to to like basically give her like a crop top that yeah, she's now so running yeah, around in. Yeah, got her midriff showing. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's not needed. Like especially like that, especially that, that in Star Wars that couldn't like. that couldn't have happened to Mace Windu. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See Sam Jackson running around with his midriff out. Yeah. And so it's it's just that like you have one female character, give her some dignity. Like Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So that's my and and, and surrounded by schlubs too. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they're like like the men were sexualized in any way. It's, no. it's it's chubby Will Ferrell, chubby Danny McBride, and then Jorma Taconi covered right. in hair. Right. And then I guess the only other time we get other females in the movie, they're topless. Yeah, yeah, they're also hot babes. Yeah, which we're walking Will Stanton right into it. Like, yeah. you know, oh, that's what he needs. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy. So that's that's my second bad is yeah. just that cupping of her boobs and over sexualizing mm-hmm. the fe- the very few females in this movie. Yes, yeah, couldn't agree more. What do you got for your bads? Uh, my two bads. The first one is just the lead characters really aren't that likable. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, like Mar- Marshall's very standoffish and distant, and and I mean, basically, he's a jerk, and Stanton's yeah. not too far off either. Right. Like, 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 the, like Holly's okay, but like, again, yeah. she's she's basically there just to 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 be, you know, to you know, to get captured and be the eye candy, and you know, have her boob grabbed, and right. You know, it's just the the characters are not that likable, and so that it makes it a little harder to engage with. You know, yeah. like. You know, it's again kind of referencing what we talked about at the top of the show. This was that stage when, like, oh, Will Ferrell as you know, as a race car driver, yeah. and, and and like at least those characters had some charm to them. Yeah, Will Ferrell is a Christmas elf. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's my first bad. Uh, the second one is just I want nothing to do with Matt Lauer. Yeah. At the time, you know that those revelations had not come out, and he was right. still the big Today Show star. But like, I look back. You know, it's as I as I as I fired this movie up to watch. It's like, oh, that's right, Matt Lauer's in this. Yeah. Like anything that glamorizes him or brings him attention or money. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, go go away, Matt Lauer. Those are my two bads. Oz, what's your one huh for Land of the Lost? Um, knowing that we have got interdimensional travel and time and space, etc. Do you think Chaka and Jar Jar Binks are related? <laughs> because if you could have if if you could have closed your eyes i could have um mm-hmm. but like if you close your eyes like they sound very similar like it's just yeah. that kind of character a little you know obviously jar jar had a little bit more extensive vocabulary but it just they just kind of rub me the same way of this like irritant but necessary sidekick yeah <laughs> like and then just uh chaka Chaka Chaka! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Misa Chaka! <laughs> of course, I'm thinking, and I can't say it out loud because we're a PG podcast, but I'm thinking of the uh, the South Park version of the Jar Jar character. <laughs> Misa Wada! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go find that, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look it up. Season 3, South Park. So that's my highs. Uh-huh. Chaka and Jar Jar being... Yes, I, I think somehow. I think evolution. They, yeah, they they're not too far off in their, their genes there. Yeah. So what's your huh? My huh, and they did try to explain this a little bit in the movie, but like, how does Holly understand Chaka so well? She's yeah. like, oh, well, like I I found this archaeological site or whatever. But it's like, come on, like it's a series of like grunts and chakas. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
And she understands everything he's saying, word for word, yeah. dialect. Like yeah. she, she gets it. She speaks Chaka. Yeah, there's no misunderstanding at all because <laughs> how do you practice speaking Chaka before you meet a Chaka? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I read a lot. That doesn't mean that you are fluent. <laughs> I, I took AP Chaka in right. high school. <laughs> it's like you've never met anyone who speaks Chaka. How can you practice and be so fluent in Chaka? <laughs> I think you can earn the seal of biliteracy in Chaka so, in, yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's my that's my one uh huh yeah, fair enough uh-huh. fair enough oh land of the lost that's week three uh-huh we have t- we have two <laughs> two more weeks we do of, and, uh, yeah because we chose to do this to ourselves yeah next week we are going to cover dukes of hazard and duke boys the johnny <laughs> knoxville Stifler, Jessica Simpson comedy. Stifler. I will. I was reading through the cast because I've never seen this. I've never I, seen. I don't think I have either. Uh, I was reading through the cast, and there are some like some legit actors in this movie. Yeah, Let me bring it up here. Like like uh, Joe Don Baker's in it. Oh, oh, I love Joe Don Baker. I know, right? Like, and and again, the Dukes of Hazard is just unabashedly southern. Like yeah. it just it you know, like even the, the TV show it just so leaned into southern culture. Yeah, and so they cast. Like southern actors, like Jodan Baker, like he's got that thick southern accent. Oh, yeah, it's molasses rolling off. Your yeah, tongue. like Willie Nelson is in the movie. Okay, you know, you, I mean, like Burt Reynolds is in the movie. Not not that he's southern, right. but like, but, but like, yeah. but a lot of those movies, like Cannonball Run, yeah, and a lot of yeah. those things took place in the South, and or or appeal to, to kind of like the southern culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Duke's a hazard for next week. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jodan Baker, I um, we're we're both Tarantino fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, have you listened to any of his podcast? I have not. It it's it's uh, it's Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery, who's also, of course, of course, yeah. But but it's they used to both work at the same video store before they made it, um, uh, Video Archives out in California. And when Video Archives went under, Tarantino bought the entire collection, like everything in the store and he has it at his house okay and so each week of the show or each episode of the show i should say it's just tarantino and roger avery picking some of the watching picking and watching some of the vhs tapes from the collection (laughs) okay and then tying them together somehow and then just being tarantino and roger avery Mm -hmm. the man is i mean we've known this anyway just because we're fans but just the the in-depth knowledge that he has about film and cinema as well as the connections he has because he's Tarantino to where yeah. he can just go find the people that were in these movies and talk I mean it's 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 a really fun show it's just Tarantino being Tarantino just completely mm. unfiltered but not like it's not like the grading acting of Tarantino in his movies where he's completely insensitive to anything. Sure. Um, but it's like, it's really like a perfect, like, I feel like the podcast format is perfect for him because he gets to just nerd out. Yeah. Um, and so the website they have is pretty cool because they have links to all of them. Well, <clears throat> I've been trying to hunt down the digital copies of every movie that he's covered on his show. Um, and I've made there, I've got him in Plex. I made a pod or a, a playlist out of them. And I'm trying to watch him as I go through because it really is 
it's the kind of movie I really enjoy watching where they weren't hits when they came out and they're easily forgotten, but they're just a ton of fun. Um, and so, uh, well, I will say that like the first one is a movie called cocaine cowboys, <laughs> which just the title alone, like, okay, it's, uh, I'm not gonna, uh, Andy Warhol's in the movie as Andy Warhol. Of course, like, of, of course. Yeah. But, uh, it's, you know, a, a rock band is on the brink of superstardom, but, um, but they've been making it by smuggling cocaine from South America. <laughs> well, like they lose, or, or they lose it. There's the, their final job is to smuggle two million dollars of cocaine into the country. Well, like the way they were doing this is like an airplane would fly over and drop the bag. They would ride up on their horses, get the bag, and then go to the distributor. Well. The airplane pilot flying over sees a cop car, freaks out, and continues flying and drops it later. Mm. Well, so the bag's not at the drop site. So now this band finds themselves as like the marked men because the 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 South Americans believe they've just stolen the cocaine because sure. it's their last job. So it's just fun, like um, Moonraker. They I think they cover that in the same episode. <laughs> And so cocaine cowboys and moonraker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But you can, you can almost like, even without listening, you can, you can see Tarantino just blabbing on until he's connected the two, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the next movie I want to watch is Clint Eastwood directed, uh, 1982 Firefox movie. I've never even heard of before. I've heard of it, but that's about it. Soviets have developed a revolutionary new jet fighter called Firefox. And so Clint Eastwood's involved somehow. Um, so, so he shoots it with his 45 yeah. Magnum. And but it, it but a lot, a lot of these movies are like that, like mid, mid seventies to mid eighties kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, cafe, like, like semi, semi low budget. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. ca- cafe express. Uh, never heard of an Italian laborer foils anyone who tries to stop him from selling espresso on a night train to Naples. Like, <laughs> uh, and it's like, it's like, it's got a hundred percent of the tomato meter, the keep demonoid piranha, Brian De Palma's dressed to kill, uh, Alice, sweet Alice, happy birthday to me. I, I actually watched, I just, uh, stumbled across this one a couple of weeks ago. Um, Michael Douglas movie called coma from 1978 it was really michael crichton written and directed it was really good a young doctor at a hospital played by a woman starts noticing a pattern of strange occurrences with patients healthy patients are suddenly developing complications and ending up in comas and she starts investigating and and then what she reveals is astonishing rip torn is in the movie uh it's it was it was really good like i was so it's I really like that kind of vibe, but um, the one-armed executioner, welcome to Blood City. <laughs> He's got Dark Star on there, Carpenter's first movie. Okay. Blind Rage, uh, starring Fred Williamson. Mm. Uh, five friends get together to decide to plan an operation to rob a bank. The main difference between this and other bank robbing gangs is that all five men are blind. <laughs> <laughs> so it's five men joined together to rob a bank. Um, and then of course you, you wouldn't have any list without Tarantino covering a movie called women in cages. Like, of course. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's, it's kind of all over the place. So I've currently got 57 movies in this playlist. Um, 
but it's uh, Rodan, um, Straw Dogs, Rollerball. Uh, it's just it's a it's it's a it's a really fun podcast. Um, okay, you know, so and it's Tarantino just being it's it's yes it's Tarantino and Roger Avery, but it's Tarantino like yeah because he just never shuts up. Um, but it is fun. I'm also reading uh, Cinema Speculation, the his book that came out. Um, got it for Christmas, and so that's mm. that. I've I'm waiting on that one. I'm taking that one on vacation. That'll be my beach read. Got it. But but I don't think Dukes of Hazard is going to show up on his list. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with Tarantino. I could see him honestly. I could see Tarantino being a big fan of the show. Yeah, just because it is very it feels very accurate for what the you know the southern sure. culture you it know, had kind I, of a little pulpiness to it yeah you know? and so um but yeah it um but no it is a fun podcast so you know if you ever get tired of listening to reruns of our show uh which i can't imagine you would <laughs> i mean come on you have sat yourself through a dozen viewings of land of the lost so cl- <laughs> clearly listening to old episodes of our podcast i i have listened to a couple of their fun there are times i'll go back kind of how like we'll put a movie in just so we want to see a certain scene I'll yep. go back to certain episodes just to listen to certain like jokes that we've told. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah. If I need it, if I need a chuckle, like if I'm down and I need a chuckle, I'll pull up our uh, Mad Max and fridging. I think that was our finest moment, right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, yeah, but we'll be back next week to cover Dukes of Hazard. So social media wise, you guys can find us Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's a link to Patreon down below if you'd like to be our fourth. Uh, trying to fill a baseball team full of Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we just have middle infield covered. But um, yeah, yeah, we we got pitcher, shortstop, and second base. That's right. So uh, we'd love more because uh, we're greedy like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's all about the money. So. Uh, but yeah, for next this eight episode eighty five we just wrapped up. Wow, on the road to eighty five thousand. That's right. We'll get there soon. So every episode <laughs> unlocks another thousand of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but the math will work out. We'll catch it. It does. It's, it makes sense. We'll get there. So all right. Well, for let's talk about flicks. I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we'll see you guys next week.